Com. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Hey, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, good afternoon. This is Matthew Winslow. I am on for the Steve Noble Show today. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, i got something fun today. I've got both my kids here with me today, Delaney Winslow and Hudson Winslow. Uh, my son's 15, my daughter's 19. So Steve asked to step in while he's at the uh, Homeschoolers Association and uh, thought we'd have a little fun. Uh, the first half of the show, I've got Representative Destin Hall here. He is our rules chair. He's been involved in politics for quite a while. Um, does a spectacular job, and so he's agreed to be on the first half of the show. And we're going to talk about school choice. Uh, Delaney and Hudson are here. Uh, I have, I think I really messed up, honestly. I think I have, uh, I gave them permission to ask me any question they want, uh, unsolicited from me with uh, their mother's approval. I haven't seen the questions, even though I've asked for a sneak peek. And so the second half of the show is going to be nothing but them asking me questions about uh, my personal life, being a dad and politics and, you know, whatever else they came up with. Uh, my wife, she grinned when I asked her how they were, so I'm looking forward to it. So, hey, uh, Josh, if you're ready, let's bring up Dustin Hall. All right. Dustin, you there, bud? I'm here. Hey, Representative Dustin Hall, thanks for being on the show with us today. Thanks for having me, man. And I, I'm going to have to stick around and listen to the, you answer the, the questions later on for the kids. Uh, you know, I, I was, as I walked out the door, I told my wife, I said, you know, I didn't know. Uh, today may be the day my wife and kids ruin my political career. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks wow. for being on the show. Hey, hey, Dustin, tell us a little about yourself. How long have you been in politics? Uh, what your role is as the, um, the rules chair? And then we'll get into... Um, uh, our favorite subject here lately is uh, school choice. Sure. Well, again, thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm, I serve in the State House, of course, with my good friend, uh, Representative Matthew Winslow, who, who does a great job for his district. Um, I'm in my fourth term right now. Uh, I chair the Rules Committee. Uh, I've done that for the past couple of terms. And uh, the Rules Committee essentially looks at every bill that comes through the House, and uh, we vet those bills. We send them out to committee. When they come back from committee, they come back to rules. We look at them again, see how they've changed, work with the Speaker's office closely to figure out what the best bills are to put on the floor. And then when we're on the floor, I deal with a lot of the rules-related issues, the procedural issues in passing um, legislation. We negotiate with the Senate a lot on, on certain bills that they want to hear and bills that uh, we want to hear. And so that's my legislative job. And my, my other full-time job, I'm a lawyer in Caldwell County, uh, I've got an office in Lenore, and I have uh, three law partners there. been practicing for, uh, I guess, just about 10 years there now. And so when they let me out of Raleigh, uh, I, I go do my other job at home. Yeah, it's funny you, you say that. When you, do, when you do your other job at home, is it sometimes, uh, uh, I know when we're talking with each other, it's a Friday afternoon or a Saturday, and you're down in Raleigh, you know, trying to get caught up and work there if you can go back to your district do your real job. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, it's uh, if nobody's in the General Assembly for the money, that's for sure. The salaries 
uh, just under $14,000 a year. But it's a labor of love. Uh, it's an honor to get to serve you know, folks who you know, um, in, you know, especially for me, my hometown. I'm from here in Caldwell County, and uh, it's just been an incredible honor to, to get to serve there now uh, in, in my fourth term. Well, let's jump right into it. Uh, so we got an opportunity uh, to work on two very controversial bills in the same week. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we're not going to talk about our pro-life bill. Uh, that, that one's been all over the place here lately. But we're going to talk about House Bill uh, 823, Choose Your School and Choose Your Future. Uh, we passed that one through the House last week, and it's over in the Senate. Um, share with us, um, share, just give us some, some broad strokes on what that bill does. Okay, so it's a bill that, that I'm really excited about, and frankly, a lot of folks across the state are excited about. You know, um, we understand all kids are different, families are different, and we think that families ought to be able to choose where their kids go to school. And um, a few years ago, we in the legislature started this process of what's called opportunity scholarships, and it started off as a really limited program. Uh, that only applied to a few people, uh, didn't have a huge amount of funding, uh, but it was sort of a pilot program in many ways. And it lets uh, kids and their parents apply for uh, scholarships from the state that they can then use to attend some private school of their choosing. Uh, the, the amount of the scholarships are really uh, equivalent or tied to the amount that the state would pay anyway for that child because, of course, uh, in North Carolina, the way we fund schools, it's based upon the number of students in a given district. And so for every student they get, they get you know, roughly uh, an amount of money uh, for each one of those. And that, that figures usually somewhere in the neighborhood of $10,000 or so. So that money that the state is already spending on that child to attend a traditional public school in their district, if the parents of that child think it's best for them, they can apply for this opportunity scholarship and they can then take those funds and send their kid to uh, a, a school that fits their child better. Uh, this applies the, the way that the bill works is it would apply this to everybody in the state. Literally any resident of the state who wants to apply for the program, they can. There's a sliding scale for income, but it makes it eligible for everyone in the state, and it gives every parent in the state the ability to choose where their kid goes to school and what works best for, for their child. Now, I will follow up a little bit. You know, Steve, uh, he does some homeschooling on his own. He teaches some homeschool classes and a big homeschool following. Does it apply to homeschool kids? Well, um, so it can. It, it depends on the way that they have things set up. I mean, there's criteria for being an eligible entity to receive um, the scholarships. And so uh, there are uh, co-ops, as I understand them, that set up and, and can be eligible entities. But I'll tell you this, you know, our goal is to give parents uh, the maximum ability to make the choice for their child because parents know what's best for their child. It's not the government's role to come in and decide what is best for their child in, in this cookie-cutter way of saying just because you were born and you live in a given area uh, you have to go to school there, no matter if that school is failing or not. And, look, we've got a lot of great traditional public schools across North Carolina, but we've also got some that have not done as well. And a child should not be forced to attend a school that's not right for them just because of where they were born at and where they live in.
right. Well, we're going we're gonna to pause right there, Dustin. We're moving into the break, and then we're going to be right back here in about seven minutes. This is the Steve Noble Show. This is Matthew Winslow filling in for the Steve Noble Show. This is uh, Steve is not here today. He's over at a homeschool conference. Uh, he's uh, so he asked us to fill in today. Uh, something fun. I brought in uh, both my my kids, my young adults, my 19 year old daughter Delaney and my 15 year old son. And uh, second half of the show, we are going to talk about whatever they want to talk about. I gave them permission to write down 10 questions each, and uh, I have not seen them. Uh, my wife has vetted them. I hope they did a good job. I'm a little worried about it. Oh, yeah, my son's all ready for it to go. So, uh, But this half, we are talking with De- Representative Destin Hall, uh, talking about school choice and our new bill, House Bill 823, Choose Your School and Choose Your Future. Uh, Destin, you still there? I'm here. There you go. All <laughs> right. So you were just filling us in on school choice. Uh, let, I, one thing that I wanted to bring up was that uh, – it's what roughly twenty five thousand uh, kids already in the uh, opportunity scholarship program. Yeah, that's right. It's somewhere at that ballpark, uh, and you know we we think that that's going to dramatically increase as folks really start to learn more about it. And you know the other thing that I think uh, has really popularized this idea of of letting children and their parents decide where they go to school uh, was the experience they had in COVID. I mean. You had parents who, uh, we had school shutdowns, the governor had shut down schools, um, parents were, were having to scramble, and ironically, it ended up uh, 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 having many more parents much more involved in their child's education. You know, they saw some of the things that went on in the classroom. We had kids doing e-learning. Uh, they were, were doing remote learning, and so parents uh, had an inside glimpse, and, you know, in many cases, you know, parents saw it said, you know, hey, maybe this is not working for my child, and for my child, uh, I need I need something else. And so they've started looking for those things, and, you know, there's really been an outcry. We've heard from a lot of folks across the state who, as they start to learn about this program, and after the experiences they had with COVID, they're looking for another option, and, you know, this bill will give them that option. And, again, it's, it puts it in the hands of parents, and that's uh, that's the best way uh, to raise a child is put it in the hands of the parents and let them decide what's best for their child. Now, you, di- you didn't get to hear it, but when we were off the air, I was talking with my, my daughter Delaney and, and Hudson are both here, and we started asking them, you know, what did you think of the show? And uh, it didn't take them long to figure out. They, they've known already that uh, for them to have their own choice is obviously the, the best answer. Um, you know, now, speaking of that, if we talk about, uh, we polled this uh, here recently uh, before and after the pandemic, and here we are um, running the bill, and we polled Republicans, Democrats, and Independents. And uh, it was something, what, 80% uh, of the people yeah. felt like they should be able to choose their school? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 80%, depending on the poll that you look at. And, you know, if you're involved in this kind of stuff, the, the polling of political issues across our state, you know, it's tough to get 80% of people to agree on anything. I mean, um, you know, to, to get them to agree that it's daylight outside, it's tough to, to get 80% of folks. And so it shows us that it's one of those issues that really cuts across political lines. 
you know, this is not just a Republican bill. Um, both Republicans and Democrats across our state agree that it's better to let give families choice when it comes to where their children will go to school. Yeah, it's hard to argue on that one. So what's the uh, what's the next steps in the bill? We've passed the House. What's happening next? Well, uh, you know, as you know, uh, there's many different ways that a bill can become a law. So the, the House has passed this bill. Uh, the Senate has uh, done the same thing. They actually put it in their budget bill that's coming over to us. And so, you know, what I'm confident of is that we're going to get some deal on this with the Senate and, and dramatically expand opportunity scholarships across our state, you know, whether it ends up being the House bill or whether it ends up being part of our final bu- budget package remains uh, to be seen. But, you know, one, one other important thing I'll point out to folks is, you know, I told you um, that each chamber has passed these bills. And um, in, in each instance, you know, we've had bipartisan uh, support. Yeah, I know off the top of my head over in the Senate, you know, seven out of the 20 Democrats, so there are 20 Democrats total in the Senate, seven of them voted in favor of a bill that had these opportunity scholarships in it. Just goes to show uh, how bipartisan this really is and how it crosses party lines. Yeah, I think um, uh, I remember seeing on national news that this was the one of the only bills that's out there that all Republicans had sponsored or co-sponsored in both chambers? Yeah, that's right. Uh, this, this thing had our entire caucus, I know, in the House um, co-sponsor it. I mean, just tremendous support uh, from from the Republican House caucus uh, on this bill. You, you just don't see that. I mean, even within the Republican caucus, uh, you know, as you know, um, you know, we don't always agree on everything. And, uh, you know, we, we like to uh, think for ourselves. But this is, you know, one of those issues that, uh, you know, yet different members have different uh, opinions on how it needs to be done. But this is something our caucus is united on in getting done. So uh, let's jump on to uh, the governor. Uh, what do you think about his uh, state of emergency on education? Well, I, I think it's it's really sad to see what the governor is doing. I mean, just from the standpoint of the way that he has termed this, the state of the emergency, and if you go online and, and look at his website, uh, you'll see the, the little red exclamation point that you see when there is a real state of emergency. Um, and, I mean, this is on his official, official governor website. This is not the political website. This is the, the governor.nc.gov. At the top of it, it says a state of emergency for public education. And again, that's a triangle with a little exclamation point in the middle, and it's all in red to seem like it's really ominous. And that's what you might see if there's a hurricane approaching. So, you know, what the governor has done is taking a political issue and he's trying to tie it in to a real emergency, uh, which I think is irresponsible for the governor of our state to be doing. Because what's going to happen when we have a real emergency? We have a hurricane or a bad storm coming. We have flooding coming, and the governor needs to get out there and message, hey, you got to be careful. This is a real emergency. You know, a lot of folks are going to start looking at this like, look, you're, you're being political again. They're not going to pay attention to it. So mm-hmm. right off the bat, tremendously irresponsible from the executive of our state to use the, um, the, the state of emergency term uh, for what he wants to have a political fight over. The other thing I'll tell you is, as I said a minute ago, Seven out of 20 Democrats in the Senate, there are 20 total Democrats in the Senate, seven of them voted in favor of this. So if the governor is to be believed, 
almost half of the members of his party in the North Carolina Senate voted in favor of this bill that he says causes a state of emergency in public education. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. It's hyperbolic. Anybody who takes two seconds to look at this knows that this is just simply the governor um, trying to go out on a political mission, um, and that's really it. Uh, you know, the real state of emergency for public education happened back when the Democrats last controlled uh, the North Carolina General Assembly uh, pre-2010, and that's because at that time, teachers were being furloughed across our state. Um, if you contrast that to what we're doing now, giving teachers pay raises, the House version of the budget gives 10.2% uh, over the biennium. It puts the average uh, teacher salary somewhere in the neighborhood of almost $65,000 a year. The median household income in North Carolina, it's absurd to say that. Hey, this is Matthew Winslow on the Steve Noble Show, uh, filling in for Steve Noble. Thank you for joining us today. Steve is at a uh, homeschool conference and asked us to fill in, and so he was gracious enough to let me program the show, and uh, part of the programming was to let my two kids, Delaney and Hudson. Uh, they're here with me today. Delaney's 19, Hudson's 15, and uh, I did something. Mm, I'm questioning it if it was a smart <laughs> idea or not, but they have, they're doing a fabulous job. I gave them the opportunity to write down 10 questions each, and uh, I have not seen them. First time hearing from them. Uh, their mother, uh, all she did was just kind of review and make sure that they'd be okay for the show. And so far, they've done a pretty remarkable job of coming up with questions. So, all right, guys, turn it back over to you. This longest session. And remember, <laughs> I got a couple questions for you and serve with. Oh, so. gosh. All right. All right. Who's well, next? Donnie. Yeah, all right, Donnie, go ahead. All right. Mm, let's see. Where's your favorite place you've traveled to? Oh, yeah. Uh, favorite place to travel. So, um, I am lucky enough that I've, I've been able to travel a lot. Some of it's through work. Some of it's through vacation. Um, some of it is um, just through family stuff. I have seen the Great Redwoods. That I want to see that. Yeah, I'll take yeah. you guys there someday. Uh, I've been to Alaska, mm -hmm. which was amazing. Montana. Um, oh, yeah, I remember mm -hmm. pictures of that. Mountains are beautiful there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been to Montana. I love that. Let's get the microphone. Um, I would say... Um, that's in the state. I have been to Boston on the 4th of July. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was pretty amazing. So amazing yeah. fireworks and cannons and everything else. That was pretty cool. But Niagara Falls. Oh, really? Uh -huh. I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I guess I share stuff with you. I, when I was in college, I got to drive for a drum and bugle corps band. Oh, yeah. And um, mm -hmm. part of that was traveling all around the East Coast. And so we got to go to Niagara Falls, um, went to Illinois, went all the way down to Florida, off and down the coast. Um, so that was pretty neat. Um, let's see. Where else have I been? Um, saw the black sands in California where they had the rocks sticking up out of the water like you see in the movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Traveled over the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, cool. Oh. Saw Alcatraz. Uh, drove through Oklahoma. Been to Texas. Uh, Arkansas. Arizona. Kansas. New Mexico. Kansas. Yep. So, I, but out of the country, been to the Caribbean and different places. Mm -hmm. I would say probably a favorite trip was uh, with you guys when we all went to Costa Rica. Um, yes. It was, an, uh, it was not a normal vacation where you go someplace <laughs> and you stay. We got to travel. We drove ourselves all over the place. We had to learn Spanish because we went places where no one spoke English. Right? So we got yes. to, we all had to practice our, our Spanish speaking skills. And so you and your mother were very helpful. And They only spoke to us. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. Y'all are giants. Yeah, exactly. So I would say probably Costa Rica. Definitely. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good food there. Yeah. It's really good. All right, Hudson. Um, what are some pill? What are some bills that you have passed slash sponsored? Um, I, I've been involved in quite a bit. Um, so first, I'll, let's go back to the first session. Um, it was the first bill I've ever gotten passed, and it was to help with our veterans um, and DMV. Uh, there was kind of a loophole in the law that when they would leave, if their driver's license expired, their registration expired, that each month they would go by, they, they would receive a penalty. And so the way I wrote it was that it wouldn't expire while they're overseas, and when they come back, they can still drive for 30 days on that license, and they wouldn't have a penalty. And if the registration expired, then uh, they'd have also 30 days to renew it without having to worry about um, penalties and fees. I like that, Bill. Mm-hmm. All right. If you were to live anywhere in the world, where would you want to live? Right here in North Carolina. Really? Absolutely. Wow. I mean, yeah. Weather's a little crazy, though. <laughs> yes, yeah, it, it is for more weekend. All you're <laughs> supposed to go to the beach, you're all disappointed. You and you and your friend were supposed to go to the beach, and that's now ruined. So yeah, but we need rain to water, water the crops. So we have food true. to grow, so we can't that complain is too true. much. Food, food does taste good. Yeah. But yes. yeah, but right here in North Carolina, I think mm-hmm. we have the, the best of everything. We're we're in a good place on the East Coast. Um, we have the mountains. We have the beach. We have the Piedmont. We you get big, there in like less than. Five six hours. Yeah, we yeah. we we're close to cities. If you want to be, we can be in rural areas. If you want to be, mm-hmm. um, so um, and and it's the truth. I, I I love North Carolina and I love being here. Um, I do love traveling though. Awesome. Um, what are some favorite memories of us? You guys trying to make me tear up? You don't cry. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> favorite memories of us. All right, let's see. How about? Um, uh, you know, we are talking about earlier about uh, education, how each one of you are different. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, when Delane was born, she came out ready to go. I mean, <laughs> she was like, she arms stretched out. She was, she was like crying, and she's like, I'm ready to go. And she was like that from day one. And uh, Hudson comes out. Hudson was so laid back. He was, he was about, I don't know, three and a half feet long. <laughs> biggest kid that the, the doctors have ever seen. They said, I can't, didn't even fit. You were so big. You didn't even fit on the uh, the ultraviolet light that they put you on uh, when you're born, and and you just kind of stretched your arms out and your legs, and your arms and your legs hung out <laughs> of this thing because you were so you were so long. So I, yeah, I remember that was from when you both were born. Um, since then, I would say that uh, favorite memory of you guys. Hmm. How about uh, let's see. I don't know. I've got I've got a ton of good memories with you guys. Any t- how about this? Any time that we get to spend time together is, is cherished for me. Uh, I love spending family time with you guys. Uh, you know, we try to carve it out in our busy lives so that it was just us, me, you, and your mama um, spending time together, traveling, or just going places together. Hmm. What's your favorite thing about being a parent? Favorite thing about being a parent, um, there there is joy in watching you guys grow up. I enjoy each part of the stage uh, where you guys are at in life. I enjoy that when you were younger and um, as you've gotten older and you've gotten into teenage years, even as challenged as they can be sometimes, um, I still enjoy those times. And as you get as we get as you get older, uh, I'm excited to see what both of you become and what you do for the world, and um, and what you can do for others. So I would say my favorite part is just being a part of your lives and seeing uh, what you become. 
Okay. Um, if if you get another dog, oh my gosh, what kind of dog would you get? Well, I know what your mother wants. Your mother wants one of those little small little pocket like, purse dogs. You know, like that a, dog would die. Like the rat dogs, like the white crusty looking ones, <laughs> the little fluffy ones. You know that you have to, you know, uh, have them trimmed all the time with so a big <laughs> poofy head and a big poofy tail. Yeah, so that you can put in your purse. Yeah, what, that, that that dog's would die. Yeah, a hawk's gonna come eat that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for everybody, uh, we live on a farm, and so uh, there are a lot of um, predatory animals on on the farm, and so with big hawks and I think our cat would eat it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so that doesn't wouldn't work. So we need uh, we need a big dog. So what do you guys think? I like the German shepherds. Yeah, German shepherds. German shepherds. Yeah, yes. mm-hmm. I like German shepherds. Um, yes. Maybe a collie. Um, Gotcha. Oh, yeah, collar. those are pretty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or Dobermans. Doberman. Yeah, that'd be fun, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Big big farm dogs. All right, what's your, what's the most fun car you've ever driven? Ooh, most fun car I've ever driven? Mm-hmm. I, I for a Christmas present, your mother got me one of those supercar uh, track uh, deals where you could get to go drive oh, yeah, cars. Yeah. And you could pick from um, Ferraris and Lamborghinis and Mustangs and a Porsche. And now they have an Audi Delaney A8. Yeah. We have to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, and I, you know, I'll never, I can't see myself ever buying a Ferrari or anything like that. Mm-mm. And uh, so I thought, what an opportunity to drive one. And it was a lot of fun. I Did mean, your face go back? Like all your skin? No, it didn't put my skin <laughs> on. Uh, but it, 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 you could go very fast. We had to drive on a track, yes. uh, on a racetrack. Yes. And so literally you had a driver with you, and he just mm-hmm. told you how fast to go, and it would just go as fast as you want it to go. And you, <laughs> and you go through the curves as fast, fast as you want it to go. And uh, this poor guy was like, all right, let's go. And now, you went. And I went. Now, <laughs> now we're going to talk about um, Michelle, my legislative assistant, and our very, very good friends, yes. right? She also got to do it, mm-hmm. oh. and she drove the Ferrari, and <laughs> you could hear her. We were standing on the sidelines, and you could hear her screaming as she hit the straightaway. Oh, she I w- bet. She went really fast. She was like, whoa, <laughs> the whole way down the I track. I see so, that. Yeah, we, had a, we had a blast. It was so much yes. fun. What's one piece of advice you would give people? Just one? Yeah. Just one. One. Wake up first, go to bed last. <laughs> You should write that one down too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Churchill says uh, the world's made. The world was made by tired people, and so uh, I'm afraid our country is getting away from what's significant. Um, I think it's one of the reasons why we have a labor shortage is that uh, we choose to. We are choosing to go the easy route and missing the significance in work. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the big things I'm pushing politically is to get uh, our youth and our young adults involved in the trades. You know, electrical, mechanical, plumbing, welding. Um, truck driving, those kind of things, because there's a dire need because we've moved away from a workforce country. Gotcha. Hmm. That's all my questions. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I got two. All right, let's go, Hudson. Uh, what is your favorite food? Favorite food? Ooh, favorite food. All food. I am a foodie. Mm-hmm. I like anything that I can try. Um, if it looks good, I'll eat it. If it doesn't, I'll try it and see. Um, I know you're not Hudson. Hudson, you're the plain eater. I so. <laughs> oh, and uh, what is your dream place or dream vacation to go to? Oh, you covered already Costa Rica. Now, we're about yeah. to show us about the end, so we got to ask you quick. Who's your favorite parent? 
Favorite parent. Who's your favorite parent? Uh, uh, both. Come on, quick, quick, quick. Show's almost over. I can't say. That's wrong. And who's the favorite kid? Me. Me. All right, uh-uh, this is Matthew. me. <laughs> this is Matthew Winslow on the Steve Noble Show. Uh, with everybody, thank you so much for joining us. I got the feeling today. Had a great time with the kids, and I hope you had a good time, too. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a good Memorial Weekend. And remember, those that have lost Memorial Weekend is why we celebrate. We celebrate them. Uh, and thank you so much for all that have served, and we thank you to our veterans, and we thank you to our friends and family for joining us today. Uh, this is Steve Noble Show, and this is Matthew Winslow filling in for him today. Thank you so much. Oh, I didn't get to end it well. I thought for <laughs> sure I was going to end it.